We made it another year, Riley. We certainly did. We survived. And 2017 mm-hmm. was absolute insanity. It was. On my end of things. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was definitely one of the more... Well, I don't know. I feel like every year has been a big, a big year for change and everything, but... 2017 has certainly carried that momentum like, yeah. yeah big time it's uh i can honestly say i feel like i'm a, a different person than i was this time a year ago like legitimately yes oh yeah absolutely me too yeah so that's good uh, and, i know that's and always a better good. person in that vein yeah yeah totally yeah yeah Constant so, improvement so that's good uh plenty of room to go as always, but always you're never, that's the thing about self-improvement is that you're never at the top. Yep. Yep. And, uh, that's okay. You learn to be okay with it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the best part. And, uh, and a good year for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much stuff that when we were doing research for this episode, which just means like looking through our libraries and YouTube histories, um, <laughs> and Apple music histories and all that, uh, we had a, a very hard time nailing down some of our top picks of the year like a yeah. very hard time uh, yeah i'm i'm still like the honorable mentions that we're going to talk about at, at the end mm-hmm. uh i the, they're almost equal to the songs that made it in for me anyway um yeah yeah i could it was very hard to pick yeah i could pretty comfortably swap any of them out and feel, yeah <laughs> and feel good about it <laughs> uh-huh i know yeah but before we get into our our top songs of the year and and albums, uh, we do have a listener song that you guys you need to hear it. It's really something. Uh, man, how to how to describe this song? I'll start playing it in the. We'll we'll bring up the volume here in a bit, but I'll let you guys get settled into it. How would you describe this song? It's Riley? it's kind of like our the listener uh, described it to us, like if post-rock met kind of emo sort of yeah I, or alternative i don't know it's very post-rocky um which of course i love and it's almost six minutes long which another <laughs> point for me um but it just the soundscape of it is just incredible um mm. and it builds in the way that explosions in the sky does but it has very very good lyrics and um a guy with a with a very heavy accent <laughs> which yeah, I, Glasgow it accent. works in his it works in his favor for sure <laughs> um makes it sound unique definitely but mm-hmm. i don't i really don't know how to describe it um aside from just listening to it yeah well we'll let you guys do that then so the name of the song is here is where uh the band is called there will be fireworks uh and this wasn't from this year it's from 2013 the album is the dark dark bright anyway here you are uh here is where by there will be fireworks
Uh, I don't envy your having to choose the best <laughs> minute out of that song. <laughs> you know, this song, it's it's also good that any any section you cut into is going to give you a good picture of what the whole thing is like. Um, you just got to hear the whole thing to, to hear how it develops and builds and, and ultimately resolves. Um, it's just great. Um, and... I don't know. I feel like this this kind of captures my at least the the general feel of my music taste this year. Yeah, yeah. Slightly on the emo side of things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listened to. I mean, I was introduced by the same listener to like Foxing, and yeah, um, I found just this emo playlist that I've literally been going through all year, and you guys have been <laughs> hearing the the effects of that. All yeah, year. totally. So, yeah, hundred percent. Um, not a bad thing. No, I, not, I don't think it's because we're in a bad state of mind and we need emo music, right? No, it just to me, good good emo music now is more of like a, a feel good thing, or <laughs> it's cathartic at least. It is, yeah, at yeah. the very least, yeah. Um, so I, I was glad to see some songs come out this year that give me a lot of hope for the genre. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Which, if we're if we're ready to get going here. Um, I think I've got one that'll that that kind of gets right into that. Yeah, absolutely. I will say, um, you guys just heard an awesome song because a listener submitted an awesome song. You could be that listener next time around. You could be the one that shares your favorite album or band or song or whatever with us, and you could get it out to the masses. So uh, it's that simple. Tweet us at EchoPod, and we'll talk about it or at least it'll be on the list of of artists or songs that we'll talk about and we'll get to it so um if we don't get to it in a specific episode if we get just overwhelmed then we'll do some listener roundups and knock out a bunch that way uh either way we love it love it so much when people send us music because we usually end up buying it and listening to it constantly so yeah (laughs) anyway just a reminder um be like travis (laughs) yeah thank you travis thank you travis all right, let's get into it. Our top songs of 2017. Yeah, so how, how this is going to work is Clark and I both picked three songs, um, our, our top three from the year, uh, and we will start at the bottom, of course, work our way to number one each, and uh, and then give you some honorable mentions that just didn't make the cut for some reason or another just because of the day <laughs> or something yeah. because on any other day my top three could be completely different um, yep. based yep. on th- what I have on my honorable mention list but um, these three for me and three for Clark were standing out today for some reason so uh, let's get into it number three alright I so, believe you are up first in the order here yeah I think I think so uh, I think that'll work out the best I think um, so yeah so number three for me is a little ditty called Caution by uh, a group called Tiny Moving Parts. Now this album is not out until January 26th of next year. I am but so excited. this song came out this year. came out like a week ago. Um, two weeks ago, maybe. And uh, it it's, it's exactly what I was just talking about as far as a revival in my belief in emo and um, Mm -hmm. what it can be capable of because 
it just it, it encompasses everything that I like about the genre and it just it's got the I don't know it, it pulls on your heart so much <laughs> yeah for, for such a simple short song um, just the way they deliver it is is perfect um, it's it's the complete alt rock emo package so yeah. uh, so I'll just I'll bring it up for you guys here uh, so you can take a listen to kind of the whole gamut of what you're in for for this whole song but uh, yeah so this is tiny moving parts and the song is called caution Any, any song in which the singer decides to yell the phrase, this is love, three times <laughs> is going to be an emo song. I'm sorry, but that's just that's just part of the package. Um, but uh, I think that's I think that's like the crux of the song right there. Um, yeah. But you can see why this gives me hope for this genre um, mm-hmm. because... It's just simple, yet so, so very effective at it's, what it does. Yeah, it's so understated, but it hides a little line like, you are the energy hidden in between two muscles sleeping. So you know how you get that tingling when your muscle falls asleep? He's mm-hmm. saying like, you are that energy. Like, ooh, yeah. that's neat. I that's like great. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um, unique lyricism, which is great. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I was totally... I mean, I've only been familiar with this song since like <laughs> 10 days ago, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have probably listened to it 30 or 40 times between then and now. Yeah. Uh, and I cannot right. get sick of it. So just kind of reignites my interest in the genre and any song that can do that, it deserves deserves some some acknowledgement and some respect. So. Um, yeah i'm i'm really happy to be here in this all right well i guess i will do my number three song as well um 
it's hard because okay the songs that i like the most i've clearly talked about before right like yeah. because i really liked them so i talked about it for an episode or two and this song is no exception um mostly because okay so the band charlie bliss uh they put out like a teaser for their album guppy um in february and it came out on april but they put out the song glitter and it was just a music video of just a fish in a fish tank and it was just float like swimming around and playing with the plants and everything and the song was playing in the background and it was like that was it that was their whole promotional video for their new album (laughs) and boy did it work yeah (laughs) i was i was in hook line and sinker pun intended and (laughs) (laughs) the song is so the song glitter it's so poppy it's so obnoxious it's so uh, bubblegum that i yeah it gets stuck in my head all the time i i'll i'll hear your opinions on it i'm I'm gonna let them enjoy it and then i'll let you um give your take on it (laughs) okay great (laughs) so the the artist is charlie bliss that's charlie with a y uh, and the song is Glitter off of the album. I got this one, Guppy. Enjoy. Okay, Riley. What you got? <laughs> um, it's just not my cup of tea. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's as harsh as I'm gonna get. <laughs> um, I. Yeah. Are you sure you don't have anything else to say, Riley? <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, we're not that far in. You can you can espouse. Just struggling. Mm. I'm sitting here looking at our list of honorable mentions, like mm-hmm. all the amazing stuff that came out. Oh yeah, new Sufjan Stevens, new Kendrick album, um, and Charlie Bliss. Yeah, yeah. We have some titans <sighs> yeah. of the industry, and I am putting on a song that is that is literally glitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is what it's, it's named after. Glitter in sonic form. It is sonic glitter, and and by God, does this song get stuck in my head all the time, and it makes me very happy, and it's staying there. So, uh, great, yeah. Good. Well, um, that's a great defense. Yeah, yeah. I was going to pick something very, very political and very angry, and then I realized it came out in 2016. <laughs> so I, I swung the exact opposite direction right into into pop heaven, pop yeah, paradise. Great. Have you? Okay, you can steer the ship elsewhere. What you got for number two, Riley? <laughs> number two. Uh, okay, number two. Top songs of 2017. 
Number two is... I wish I could drum roll. That's okay. I can't drum roll. Imagine no. a drum roll for like two and a half seconds. Okay, great. Because nice this song job. starts out with a drum roll, so I'll just play that. <laughs> well, that was um, easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, number two. This is where we start to get into fanboy territory. Like, mm-hmm. my next two picks are entirely predictable. Um, yep, 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 yep. Because I am a super fanboy of both. Um, number two for me is off of LCD Sound System's new album, American Dream. Uh, the song that I couldn't get enough of, can't get enough of, will not be able to get enough of is How Do You Sleep. Um, it is just... It's like... It's like if all my friends got a little edgy. Um, yeah, yeah, a little darker. Yeah, it's, it's like a dark version of all my friends that's three minutes longer um yeah this comes in at 9 12 Mm. yeah you can never go wrong with that um (laughs) at least in my in my mind uh i i think this is like a a a masterpiece of james murphy's songwriting and um you know it, it fits into my whole my whole uh, emo scheme I've got going on. It's mm-hmm, it's definitely mm-hmm. a song about a friend that he lost to drug addiction. Um, mm. And the lyricism is just, I, they couldn't they couldn't have come up with a better way to come back to, to producing an album than than songs like this. Uh, it just it completely validates their reason for coming back. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, which had something to do with David Bowie um, mm. because it, I, I think uh, James Murphy and, and Bowie were at least acquaintances um, and he gave them advice to gave him advice to keep writing and keep keep doing the whole music thing and this was the result of that and I, I couldn't think of a better way to salute salute David Bowie than putting on an album like this um, yeah yeah this this whole album is is very very good, um, but this song really stands out to me. The the like the long slow ballads are the ones that always stand out to me. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as we've been over before, um, but this this song found its way into so many different facets of my life and so many different moods that I was in. Um, you know, because you get like the whole kind of dour feel from from the first half of it yeah yeah and and then it like picks up into something that's completely different but still fits the mood um but i had some of my some of my greatest trips to work um listening to this song just early in the morning Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sun was just coming up uh i i don't know it's just kind of made its own its own environment for me to exist in uh, it's pretty great so anyway I'll, I'll stop waxing poetic about it and let you guys let you guys listen to it um again this is lcd sound systems how do you sleep
Yeah, and, and someone like James Murphy would not put this much time into a song if he didn't believe that it was deserving of this timestamp and this much editing and effort. Yeah, um, yeah. So he I, could be doing so many other things. So when he takes time to do this, like you know, it's a, you know, he means it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think he just, uh, like I said, it's just no better way to come back to, to the music worlds than to have songs like this on your new album. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. Do you think they'll ever do another album? Have they said they're retiring again or anything? No. Um. I think they'll keep going on tour. Uh, okay. Because I, I think, I mean, they do so well live that it would be hard to say no to that, you know? Yeah, and they're going to um, sell out, where you know, whatever venue they're in, they'll sell out. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. They've never not, as far as I know. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go, what they keep doing, because this is a great sign. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you. Good share. Very good share. Uh, so that was your number two. Um, mine? Okay, so it's it's weird because it, it was an emo year. Like I said, I've been listening through that playlist and, and I've just been drawn to it, despite not being emo. Um, but I like what you said about how it's, it's almost become like emo doesn't mean sad anymore. It, it's just like... What's catharsis? Say? Catharsis, yeah. And I feel like my second pick is definitely the epitome of that. Um, it's by a band called, I, I just found out about them this year. They're called Bliss, B L I S. So one S and then a period. That's their band name, B L I S, period. Um, <laughs> which is so weird. <laughs> Very different from Charlie Bliss, let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Much so, more my style. Yeah, way more down your alley. Um, I don't know their history nearly as well as I should. I just know this album, um, No One Loves You, which came out in October. Very recent album. Um, But the song in particular that I want to talk about is called Take Me Home. I'm going to play a little bit of of it just, just right away for you, and then I'll talk about it here. So this is Take Me Home by Bliss off of the album No One Loves You.
so when it comes to catharsis, okay, part of why we listen to music is to understand how the world works, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like this song about it's a son singing to his dad who is not active in his life and and who you know it just was not there for him in the way that he needed he's just telling his dad like i want to go like anytime i'm with you i just want to be home with mom i want to be anywhere but with you because you failed me and um let's see he says, it gets scathing. He says, you'd love nothing more for me to hold you, say I love you, and believe it's true. Sometimes I feel sorry for you. I don't care, old man. Wear my ass out again. You must be so alone. Take me home. Whew. Whew. Yeah. Like, man, he's essentially saying, like, dude, like, I, you want so badly for me to just forgive you and have everything just be perfect. But you don't get that. You yeah. don't get that. You don't you deserve know, that. Yeah, it's like that BoJack Horseman episode where, you know, he's he talks to his friend who had cancer and he's looking for forgiveness. And the guy's like, you know what? No, you don't get that. Like, you don't <laughs> you don't get my forgiveness. I'm dying. I get to choose what I decide to give and receive. And I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of me forgiving you. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I guess what I'm getting at is this has not been my experience in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a very healthy relationship with my parents, but this song really put me in the mindset of someone living in a broken home, and it made me so aware as to how much that hurts and how much how exhausting that can be and how angry that can make you. And yeah. I, I guess I'm just really, really thankful for how these guys have kind of opened me up to... Um, that world a little bit and kind of taken me on a journey. I feel like, you know, if I meet somebody and I hear them talk about, you know, their stepdad or whatever, and I can feel a little bit of resentment, I feel like this song will kind of give me um, a bit of an empathy reservoir that I can tap into. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think? You like this song as well, right? Oh yeah. It's so, I mean, the, the instrumentation of it is so back and forth between, it doesn't it never really settles in one place because it changes so frequently um, yeah the cadence is just bizarre yeah, yeah it, it, i shouldn't like it as much as i do um just because <laughs> yeah i like songs that you can kind of settle into or i don't know at least be able to predict where it's going and what it's doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um or if if it is unpredictable at least have the parts spread out more so you can kind of have a natural progression into them. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this is just all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> yeah, this song just expects you to keep up with it. And the very first time I listened to it, I I was just a bit more confused by it than anything. But yeah. after it listens and listens and more and more listens where I was less surprised by what happened musically, I was able to kind of settle into it and, and really draw from it. So uh, Take Me Home definitely benefits from lots of repeat listening it's almost it's all it's only two minutes 47 seconds so in the time you could listen to riley's songs you could listen to this one like three times so <laughs> just remember that you know <laughs> uh, yes that is true that is uh, true you want to um, tell them about uh our dibsing system before this episode <laughs> <laughs> okay so obviously when you pitch an idea like hey clark 
let's pick our favorite songs of 2017 for next episode. Mm-hmm. You have to immediately follow it up with "I get dibs on this and this and this" because yep. Yep. we do share a lot of a lot of similar music taste. Um, yeah, very much. So, so I just went ahead and dibs uh, anything Rhymesayers, which we'll go over uh, in the honorable mentions. Uh, mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. went ahead and dibs anything five minutes or longer. Um, <laughs> safe bet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely safe bet, and we are not even close to needing that for Clark. So. <laughs> um the longest of your picks coming in at 315 um <laughs> is the longest, that true longest of mine coming in at 11:45 so that is um, amazing yeah <laughs> um so i, I just i mean anything under 3 minutes that yeah there's really <laughs> that was my which, qualifier my shortest was was 3 and a half minutes and that is that is very concise for what i usually get into yeah um, yeah, and then, of course, nine minutes for LCD sound system, but oh, that's um, so funny. Yeah, mm. y- you know, you gotta lay some ground rules if you're gonna do a big project like this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just didn't want to step on anybody's toes, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I so as we as we kind of like build up to uh, to the number ones here, I just I want to take a minute to try to express how difficult it was to try to pick three mm, out of mm-hmm. everything that came out um we thought about you know being weak and picking five at the last second yeah yeah we yeah. really <laughs> considered it that was that was my biggest moment of weakness in the last couple of weeks for yeah, sure yeah yeah um we were looking at that cupcake real hard yeah yeah but you just can't do it man Nope. Once you quit sugar like that, you can't go back. Um, it's true. It's over, man. Um, yeah. So I think I think now would actually be a good time to mention some of our honorable mentions. Um, oh, before to, we get to the number ones, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Just to yeah. like, just to give everybody a, a feel for what we're trying to deal with here, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what we're having to pick against, because we're picking against some some stuff that would have beat my picks in 2016, certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. 2017 was a superior year for music, I think. Um, yeah. So I I, 2016 was a very good year. <laughs> it, it but was, 2017, yeah, it was all right. Um, we did, 2017 we did okay. had so much fire. I yeah, loved it. It did. Ugh. It did. And that, that I think we can, we can, the, the one thing we can thank the political climate for is, is producing very charged art. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I, I have to mention one of my honorable mentions uh, as the most difficult one to cut out of my list uh, mm. would be Julian Baker's Turn Out the Lights. Um, oh, if you guys yeah. haven't heard of Julian Baker yet, you are missing out. Uh, she is... I've never heard someone deal with depression so well and so adeptly and... Mm-hmm. Yet she is 22. She just turned 22. Um, yeah. Oh, but man. I I have never heard such a real, direct approach to writing songs about depression than, than Julian Baker's, um, and uh, the newest album, certainly, Turn Out the Lights. Um, hmm. Like, even... I I've been listening to Nine Inch Nails for for 15 years, and he deals with a different kind of depression. Um, 
he deals with like his is, agony. <laughs> yeah, agony, personal agony. It's metaphoric. Yeah. It's there's there's nothing that that really just deals with it head on. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of imagery, um, and that's what that's what a lot of people do that deal with this kind of thing. And then Julian Baker just there's there's nothing. There's no filler. There's no. She doesn't do it up at all. Um, it just is. I I've been I should have saved this word all year <laughs> for this moment. Mm-hmm. Instead, I've been overusing it left and right. But this is the definition of raw. Yeah, yeah. Like the way You're that right. she sings about depression and and just dealing um, is is incredible. Uh, so. Yes, absolutely check out Julian Baker, Turn Out the Lights. She happens to be a fantastic live performer as well, so um, she is currently on tour. Keep a lookout. She is absolutely worth the 15 or $20 price tag that will come with her ticket. Um, yeah, fantastic new artist. And if this is your first episode with us, we actually just talked about her in the last episode too, uh, right towards the end. Riley went to one of her live shows and he talked about that. So yeah, if you're just tuning into us for the first time to see our picks, uh, go go back one and check that out. <laughs> uh, I will throw out another honorable mention as well, and then we'll get into your top pick, and then we'll kind of do a lightning round, uh, if that's all right with you. Great. Um, I would throw Kendrick Lamar's "Damn." up on my honorable mentions yeah absolutely that is an incredible album it has loyalty it has uh dna it has uh humble humble yeah thank you i'm like there's another really big one (laughs) uh it's i i loved good kid mad city i greatly enjoyed to pimp a butterfly um but damn damn just it just shows that like man if you thought kendrick was getting comfortable and if you thought he was somehow settling into you know he he doesn't have to worry about feeding himself or selling drugs so he can just live his life nah man this guy's <laughs> is reinvesting every single resource he's gained back into the industry back into uh back into the hip-hop culture and it is incredible. It's sparking a lot of conversations. I feel like he's not, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like he's not just a rapper that white people like because they feel like it makes him woke. Like, I feel like he's <laughs> actually, you know what I mean though? Yeah, right? yeah, totally. Like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's liked across the spectrum by hip hop heads and by uh, just people who like political music in general. I feel like he's, he's well-respected across the spectrum. Um, so Kendrick Lamar's damn, yeah. Um, you I, gotta, you gotta talk about it when you're talking about 2017. I've never heard an album before that so completely solidified a person's position at the very top of the genre. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. he is, he is leading the charge with exactly where hip hop needs to be right now. Um, yep. in my, in my white opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, as a as an armchair, you know, commentator. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> huh. All right, so those are those are the two main honorable mentions. Like I said, we'll go through the lightning round here too, and all of this is going to be in the show notes, of course. Uh, but I think it's time to time to take it to the top, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. Number one. 
So, um, surprising nobody, uh, for my number one pick, uh, you guys, if, if you know who I am and what I'm into and you're not into it, you can go ahead and just skip forward like 25 <laughs> minutes where we talk about Clark's number one. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I I had two okay I had two opportun two albums to pick from because both new Nine Inch Nails EPs came out this year mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and I had to pick one song and it was really difficult actually it wasn't very difficult I'm lying I'm totally making that up um, <laughs> you knew you knew right away <laughs> because you... the second the song came on the first time I was listening through this album. I knew it was going to be the best one on there. Um, hmm. It just, I, it, it seems to be like a lot of people are into it the way that I am, but there's some people that don't get it very much or just not super into it. And I can also see that it's not the most complicated of Nine Snails songs. Okay. Um, it's not the most impressive. Uh, it is the longest Nine Snails song mm. uh, by by quite a sum of minutes. Um, <laughs> Which EP is this off? This is um, off of Ad Violence. Okay, um, gotcha. And the song that I picked off of there is called Background Worlds. Uh, it clocks in at just shy of 12 minutes long. <laughs> and no, it doesn't have like a, a section of eight minutes of silence and then a hidden track. There's something there the whole time. Um, and we will get into it as soon as we listen to it a little bit here. Uh, let's just let's see what Trent has to say about how our world is doing. Okay, so this is a fucking doozy of a song, um, and it encaps- encapsulates 
everything that Nine Inch Nails is trying to do with their lyricism and their songwriting currently. Mm-hmm. Which, um, I think for me, this is politically the most important thing that came out uh, this year is is uh, ad violence and um, not the actual events. Um, ah, okay, yeah. Because most important thing that okay, go on. Yeah, most important political piece of music that came out this year. Um, oh, okay. All right, I'm listening. And this song in particular. Um, so here's the general feel of background world. The general place of it is the lyrics are written from the first from the first person of somebody that is kind of waking up from the computer simulation that is that is our world um, from the simulation that the powers that be have created for us um, the just uh, somebody that somebody that's becoming aware that the world that we know and the world that we're told about and the world that's taught to us has been created by those that want to create it um, and so this song is about somebody coming to terms with that and realizing realizing what's happening and realizing how far behind we are on on letting this happen like it's too late to do anything about it um, shit okay so uh i mean it, yeah he's basically having a conversation the the protagonist um because it's an ongoing story this whole album is um save for uh david bowie's ballad um uh, this isn't the place but um anyway uh he basically talks about how the world is bleeding out it folds itself in two it's like things are not going well um (laughs) uh it's we're kind of disappearing into a a wormhole of of absolute destruction um <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah uh good lord all right and, and then it repeats the phrase are you sure this is what you want and i think that that encapsulates i mean the rest of the song aside which i still have more to say about of course um i think that repetition of are you sure this is what you want over and over and over again really is the question that needs to be asked about every decision we've been making um, about the world and about how we conduct ourselves and about everything that's happening. Um, yeah. As yeah. pleading for people to take a second and actually decide if that's what they want. Well, um, I think especially because, especially with the two-party political thing and the whole election last year and how it's Democrats versus Republicans, like we've been we've been led to a false dichotomy of pick your poison you know and like well you can either go with this or you can go with this yeah and it's like no (laughs) (laughs) i'd prefer not to yeah like we can we can say neither please we can say let's go in a completely different direction please yeah we can say just because we've done it like that for the last 30 50 years hundred years doesn't mean we need to keep doing it like yeah we we can't create false 
absolutes about what our country can and can't be. And so by saying, like, is this what we really want? It's saying so much. It's it's not saying, like, is Trump what we really want? I mean, it is. But, like, it's also saying, like, what are we... Everything, everything that we do, everything, like exactly. uh, what exactly. we've allowed ourselves to become, ourselves to become, is this really what we want to be? Yeah, we want to be a species that's addicted to things that only a few people get the decisions and and how they work and what they do. And we're addicted to comfort and, yeah. and having the most comfortable, the nicest of everything, the most advanced of everything, the most, you know, and and technology we're asking technology is solving problems that don't need to be solved (laughs) yeah like like really like what are we putting our time and energy and resources towards and who is it actually helping yeah and exactly um, anyway sorry your your song keep going um it's all right no no (laughs) and and he kind of the the glimmer of hope that you get here um is is there's a couple lines that I think that I think provide some solace. I don't know how much, but um, at one point near the near the end of the lyricism, anyway, he says, "Behind the background world, it's always bleeding through," and um, that speaks to all this background noise that we have, all the all the stuff that's that we're constantly exposed to, and personally should give two shits about but we decide to buy into it there's always this sense of there's always this sense of discomfort bleeding through there's always this feeling that you want more coming through yeah i think i i would hope for most people um that there's a feeling that there's more coming through even though i mean given the power of of what we've been told and fed and how the world has been created to work being almost insurmountable there's always that little something um and also as as he's repeating are you sure this is what you want he comes in with a repetition of hard as you try not to see it um meaning you're trying not to see the truth about how things are because it is so bad. <laughs> it's just it's that it's that constant state of denial that that we're in um, about the state of everything, um, and and not even not to say I don't think this is a whole doomsday kind of thing, um, <laughs> or at no. least I don't take it that way because <laughs> I don't think it's that way. Um, okay, I think. I um how do I how do I say this? <laughs> um I think that at the very least it's it's a plea for for acting in such a way that that you think you can help everybody, you know? Um using this using this sense of waking up from and this is not do not get this twisted with uh being woke cuz that is the dumbest bullshit ever um <laughs> uh-huh that okay. is that is a word for millennials that don't understand what it is to comprehend self actualization hot um, take i like it 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but coming to a sense of what you want to leave, what what kind of mark you want to leave on the world, and what you want to do for other people, and how you want to be a part of this world, um, and seeing the truth of seeing what you want to do, seeing that you want to eat better and seeing that you want to exercise more and seeing that you want to help that person that looks like they need help, but no one really helps each other in public anymore. And seeing that you want to get off your phone and stop using Facebook and seeing all these things that you want to change about yourself mm, mm, mm. and never doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it gets, it, it's easy to get into a negative feedback loop with yourself about, still giving into your addictions and still giving into these things that you'd like to change and never being able to come out of it. Um, because, because we are, we are the laziest that humans have ever been, um, Mm -hmm. both mentally and physically. And, and it's, it's, it takes a little bit of effort, (laughs) Mm. but with, with this truth staring you in the face, it's, it's, it is exactly what it says. It's hard, even though you're trying not to see it. Um, and, and then my, my closing thoughts, uh, about, so obviously there's this, there's this big chunk of this song that we haven't even talked about. Um, the (laughs) part without lyrics (laughs) where, so the lyrics stop at maybe four minutes. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much where the lyrics stop. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you get into this loop, this this loop of music that is, let's see, ten seconds, ten seconds exactly, um, and it loops over and over and over again until the end of the song. Um, so if you don't like what you hear, like between four twenty <laughs> and four thirty, you're not gonna like it. Yeah, if you're um, five minutes and you're still not sure, uh, save yourself another six. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so what happens is with every loop, Trent adds just a tiny bit of distortion to every loop. Um, and what that does is creates for us a sonic representation of the background world of this negative feedback loop of the stuff that we keep hearing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it slowly gets worse and worse and worse and more dire and, and harder to hear. And, and so muddled with everything else that it eventually by the end of the song, it is, you can barely make out the beat yeah. or the, the groove that it's been in for 10 minutes, but it, you can still hear it in your head is the funny thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's just it is an impressively cool way to reproduce the feedback loop that we're in um, as far as negativity in our world goes. Um, and that's why it's my number one song, because it just made me talk about it for 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> you knew you would. You against, warned them. <laughs> against my better judgment. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's a long I, story short just anytime you're feeling feeling even remotely motivated to do something nice for somebody or for yourself or be just do something that you've wanting to been 
mm-hmm. uh, you've been wanting to do for a while, just fucking do it. Just do it. It's yeah. not going to be comfortable most of the time. It's not going to be easy, and and that is that's that's a good thing. That's that's something that you need to you need to value um, is the effort that you have to put into things. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I will I will add that one tool for for those who are like me and uh, and people saying just do it starts to sound like uh, Shia LaBeouf sometimes. Uh, <laughs> just fucking do it. Just do it. It's not that hard. Unless it is because you have some weird mental block or mental disorder that makes it more difficult than it should be. Uh, So, yeah, it's one thing to say, like, yeah, that's a convenient excuse. And sometimes it is an excuse. So I will say that one method uh, that is not medication, that is not um, giving up and, and just saying that you're depressed and choosing to and your attempts at trying um i would i would analyze your fear i i think that there's something very powerful about about sitting down and and you can call it meditating if you want but meditating anytime that there's something that scares you in your life and there's something that you you seemingly can't just do take a good sit sit somewhere quiet and comfortable And somewhere and, and sit up. Don't lay down. Don't get underneath blankets. Sit up so you still have all the blood in your brain. <laughs> and think to yourself, why does this scare me? What what about this is so scary? And see if you can see if you can backtrack that. And and see if maybe you can realize that you're scared of failing or you're scared of what other people think. And look at that and be really, really, really honest about what's more important, you know, like your personal mental health or some hypothetical straw man's opinion of you, Yeah, you know, like what's more important, your physical health or, you know, the person at the gym that gives you a dirty look and their opinion, what's, what's actually more important because I think you should put yourself and your health way before any straw man or Aries, any scary hypothetical monster or any real monster in your life. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. If you if you don't want to go on a diet because you know your your mom will say something really bitchy about it, decide like what matters more, her bitchiness or my personal health. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you, it's you. It's it you. It should be you. <laughs> be- <laughs> because that is what you actually have control over. And that's actually like it, it, you must learn to accept what you cannot change and change what you cannot accept. And when it comes down to it, you can't change if that person's a bitch. You can try, but what you can change is how much how much credit and how much weight you give that in your mind. Yeah, exactly. And so so learn to love yourself even if it means giving somebody else's opinions less weight and less importance. And it might feel like you're loving them less because you're not being as considerate, but fuck them. Like, you need to do what you need to do to be healthy and to be happy. And if there's someone in your life or something in your life, even if it's imaginary that's holding you back, fuck that thing, man. Yeah. And and I'm not saying, you know, because put yourself before absolutely anything else, but I'm assuming that you have healthy goals. I'm assuming that you, you, I'm assuming that your goal isn't to go out there and hurt people. 
Yeah. So assuming that you have a healthy goal, like getting in shape, like getting more active, like getting more social, assuming it's that type of goal, fuck your obstacles, you know? Yeah, and, exactly. and, and you need to observe what it is that scares you and does it deserve to scare you? And, and if you find that you're incapable of actually going through that thought process and focusing and meditating, if you find yourself physically and mentally incapable of that, it's time to start considering going somewhere for help, whether that's a counselor, whether that's medication, whatever. If you can't even get into your head deep enough to acknowledge those things and to notice those things, ask for help. Do it. <laughs> because it it helps so much if once you find the right tool. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's my pitch. And that actually leads right into my number one pick, um, <sighs> which is a song very much about depression, about suicide, especially of, of those that you love, uh, which yeah. like, I mean, we are five days out from the fifth year anniversary of me losing a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, it's been five years, and when I lost him, I was living with Riley, and it it messed me up for his, like <laughs> over a year. Yeah, it, easily. It was, it was very, very difficult. I still carried on with my everyday life, you know. Well, I did kind of end up quitting a job, and I it, it messed things up. But all that to say, man, like five years out, and this is still a very important thing to me that that people find help and seek help and love themselves and put themselves in their mental health before other people's opinions. Uh, so the song that I want to talk about is by Sorority Noise. The song name is No Halo. Let me figure out the album. It is You're Not As Blank As You Think. And um, yeah, the song's called No Halo. Check it out. I'm going to cool down a little bit and let Riley talk. So <laughs> check it out. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying hard not to just say like not feeling good, you're probably depressed. Go get medication. Yeah. Because because that's not true. Yeah. I mean like statistically, yeah, there are people who who would benefit from it, but that should be it's there's a lot of steps before that. Yeah. There are a ton a yeah. ton of steps before that. Yeah. And the only reason I took those the steps that I took is because I found myself in such a deep fog and with such tunnel vision that that I couldn't 
I just, I needed something to take the weight off so I could actually see the obstacles and actually work my way through it. So just having a little bit of something just to take the fog off just for a little bit has been massively helpful. Yeah. Where I feel like, like, even if I were to get right off my meds now, which I'm not going to because it's winter. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I feel like I would still have way better tools and a way better understanding of how my mind works because yeah. of that. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't just want to preach medication and doctors. Yeah. Um, even though I've, I've kind of done it in the past because it is important, but <clears throat> once it, yeah, once it gets to that point, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. there's a place and time for that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, <clears throat> I've, so I personally have been, uh, I've been on the edge for like, I don't know if this is going to make it in the episode or not. I guess we'll see how it sounds. Um, but I'm mostly just sharing now. Yeah, um, I'm kind of doing the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Me too. Like for maybe two or three years, I've been back and forth on like, it, w- it could be cool to try to try being vegan. You know, it could be like an interesting thing. Real hip. Yeah. A- and then I, yeah, exactly. And that, and, but I have, I have so many personal belief reasons to do it. Not just because, hmm. I don't know, I'm not super attracted to the whole uh, popularity of it. Um, yeah, but... Mm. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's really yeah. annoying. Um, but uh, it's 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 the, for like the last two or three years that I've kind of off and on messed around with it, it's the responses of people like, you and everybody else in my life that's like uh yeah that's cool that has made yeah. me just like <laughs> grow an extra big middle finger to everybody and like i just don't give two fucks anymore grow an that, extra big middle finger. <laughs> that, that everyone thinks it's bullshit um i love that turn of phrase okay. and that that everyone thinks that animal products are important um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where would we be without them right yeah exactly i know i know we would probably be extinct i'm sure um one eternity later the mass agriculture industry is awful for the environment and awful for the well-being of living creatures and mm-hmm. i don't look to support it and i just finally feel strong enough in and confident enough in myself that i can just tell everybody to fuck off and basically hmm. that is a metaphor for whatever you want to overcome. Yeah. Because yeah. that's been my most recent triumph. And I don't know how that ties into everything, but that's just a little thing that I got off on. Okay. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Love it. Love anyway. it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. This uh, is Nine Shells got talk, me all man. fucking fired up, man. Yeah. And now Sorority Nine's got you all fired up. Yeah. <sighs> it's great. <sighs> so good um so, good. so we are at the point where we're coming back in from listening to the song correct yes that is absolutely correct yeah okay great um i don't know where that bit's gonna go if it's gonna even go anywhere uh anyway um so while you guys were listening to that song um mm-hmm. clark and i had quite a discussion uh <laughs> i need to like lay on the floor I know, I know, this is, but that's been this year, man, this year has been absolute insanity, 
we weren't talking about sad things. No, we were talking about good things. Talking well, about overcoming our demons and yeah, and yeah. and doing things that are important for us and becoming better people because of it, and how difficult that can be uh, mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, based on whatever you're trying to do, mm-hmm. um, meeting negativity head on and accepting pain and accepting discomfort and accepting all these things you have to deal with to accomplish things that you want. And not getting what you want sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like compromising. Like, compromising with with whatever you have to to be yeah. a better part, a better member of society. Um, sometimes you're not going to get what your brain wants. And yeah. you have to be okay with that. Um, yeah. I, I'm sorry, but you just have to. It's just – that's just the way things are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I know we're not saying much about the song. Um <laughs> <laughs> but we we just talked for like the song is three minutes we talked for longer than three yeah. minutes. <laughs> i'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah i i think that sending us off on these tangents is precisely tells you how powerful this song is and how much it does for both of us and how important we think it is mm-hmm. for people like us that have come into um you know, moments of pretty crushing self-doubt and and questioning what you're capable of and, and having trouble with motivation and all that and how important it is for people like us to hear something like this um, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that is just ultimately energizing even though it is so depressing. <laughs> it's so sad. He's talking about his friend's funeral. He's talking about... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It and I think the value of it is though is to hear that other people are dealing with stuff that is as real as this, you know, as as real as having to deal with the loss of a friend. Um I know, I mean Yeah. That's something and that a lot of people deal with and and there's there just has you have to deal with it. There's no way around it. You just you can't not just leave it behind yeah and you know what it might take five years but but you'll get there and you know it's okay it's not like you have to never think about the hard thing again and you have to just completely like you're not over it until you never think about it again no man like it's part of who you are you remember your scars even if they're just on your heart right but the thing is like you can overcome you can get through it but not by denying your emotions, not by denying that it happened, not by denying and 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 distracting and uh, justifying and abusing yourself. It's through none of those things. It's only through acceptance. It's only through honesty. It's only through effort and pain and um, picking the scab off if necessary. If it's not healing right and it's scabbing over in a bad way, you got to peel it back up and start again. Mm-hmm. And And that's... It sucks. Being human hurts. Being human is hard. And that's part of it though. And Yeah, you have yeah. to find you have to find joy in that. You have to find yeah. you have to find solace and happiness in the fact that it's a, it's difficult. Um Yep. Yep. Beauty and pain and all that. Exactly. Um and not the Yeah, never mind. I'm I'm not gonna go there. Um <laughs> So that's why Sorority Noise is no halo. It's it's three minutes and five seconds long. It 
is very much like Gaslight Anthem, concentrated and a bit more contemporized. It's very good. Um, it's the best song on the album. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but still check out check out the whole album. You're not as blank as you think. Um, yeah, let's talk about honorable mentions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of of ultra positivity and and being a positive force in the world and everything that you've ever needed to hear all year long, it's all mm-hmm. packed into Brother Ali's album, All the Beauty in This Whole Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He created an absolute masterpiece. Um, the reason it didn't make it to my top three is that the entire album is good. Uh, there really isn't one standout that makes mm-hmm. me feel anything more than another Um the message is just undeniably positive and exactly what most of us need to hear right now. Um, mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened to, I mean, if you're, chances are if you're into rap and hip hop, you've heard, uh, you've heard Brother Ali's new album. If you don't like the genre, just read the lyrics or something. It's yeah, it's worth yeah. the time. Um, just he, look at the album art. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> just it's... look at how he packaged the the vinyl and everything. It's gorgeous. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Um, and it's just it's just impressive. Um, his his ability to stay as undeniably happy and positive with where he is in life. Um, mm-hmm. It's inspiring. It's very inspiring. So. If you need that, if you need that in your life, which who doesn't, um, definitely check out <laughs> Brother Ali's All the Beauty in His Whole Life. Hmm. And I'm going to go right to uh, Iron Sheik's You Can't Stay Here. That's Sheik, C-H-I-C. This is a punk band out of Long Island. Uh, I've talked about them before. I, I can't say enough that this is classic garage punk the mix is really weird where the vocals just sound like he's in the back of the room shouting and that's <laughs> intentional. Like they mixed it so that it feels like you're at a, it, it, you're watching them play in a garage and you're moshing and you're drinking cold beer on a warm night. And uh, it, it is both nostalgic if you like punk music and prolific if you're used to just shitty <laughs> punk music that's just edgy for the sake of being edgy yeah i feel like iron chic does a much better job of actually packing meaningful lyrics into it um my favorite pick off that album will probably be planes chest pains and automobiles um they talk a lot about existential crises and nihilism and what it is to find your place in the world and what that looks like and and hopefully you get to move your body in the process. So Iron Sheiks, you can't stay here. What you got? Um, I've got a uh, an album that completely surprised me and I think completely surprised everybody else. Um, mm. I know in the 90s that, uh, that Papa Roach was kind of like an icon <laughs> of some sort of disdain and, and like they came out with a couple hits and the rest of it was kind of <laughs> meh. Yeah, yeah. Papa Roach put out a new album this year, everybody, if you didn't notice, uh, which I don't think anyone did. Um, Unless you listen to 96.3 The Zoe. Yeah, <laughs> or 96.3 The Blaze <laughs> happens to be the same <laughs> same, same number shit. in Missoula. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, Papa Roach put out an album called Crooked Teeth. It's so good. It's mm. so good. Um 
you guys have to listen to it. It's, I, I don't know. It's, I know, I know what you're thinking. It's the same thing I was thinking um, <laughs> about mm-hmm. how there's no possible way that this could be good because Last Resort was barely a good song. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is awesome. Uh, start with the song Help and move for, move on from there. Uh, it, they have really dialed into something um, as far as how their sound is. Uh, it's so cool to see a band kind of take what they know works for them and and uh turn it into something that they you can really tell they mean and they're really it you know it it felt like their their act in the 90s kind of felt like they were just trying (laughs) to capitalize on the kind of rock movement that was going on around yeah at that time yeah this does not feel like that at all this feels like this is something that they wanted to do something that they wanted to produce and that they're proud of um and you can hear the conviction in every song uh yeah absolutely worth a listen uh papa roach's crooked teeth Mm, very good very good uh let's see what else do we have um run the jewels three yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Run the Jewels yeah. can't put out an album and not end up on a on a best of the year list. Yeah, much like Kendrick. And RTJ three was just the the taste of political. Uh, it was it was just a not a breath of fresh air, but it was. Uh, I'm trying to think of what this feels like. <laughs> I felt like it was it was a catharsis in the sense of I know I've been using that word a lot. Yeah, that's but, what 2017's been all about. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna say that like the administration has done absolutely every single thing wrong and it's 100 percent terrible, but there have been quite a few moments where I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, and run the jewels takes that frustration and that anger and that questioning and puts it into their best produced music yet. I think the production value is above and beyond RTJ2. There's more catchy songs. Um, and Zach DeLaRoche is on it. I mean, come on. And Zach DeLaRoche is on it. Exactly. So it's a it's a political masterpiece. Um, it covers racial issues, kind of like Kendrick Lamar's Damn, though I feel like Damn is probably a lot more introspective where Run the Jewels is a lot more lashing out. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I, I think Run the Jewels has the, the fortitude and the constitution. I think they spent plenty of time thinking about it, and now they're coming out swinging. Um, but they're not really trying to pull you in. They're trying to, to get you out on the streets. They're yeah. Trying to, they're trying to get you riled up uh, on purpose, and I think that is excellent because some people need a kick in the pants. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, RTJ3 by Run the Jewels. Great. Another uh, another political masterpiece, I think, was uh, Rise Against's new album, Wolves. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Rise Against is a is a band that I've kind of fallen in and out of love with a couple of times. Um, ultimately, <laughs> yeah, ending, <been> up, <laughs> ending up uh, on In Love With, uh, <laughs> especially after they put this new one out. Um, I think it's it's definitely like... I don't know. It's very, it's very rise against. Um, <laughs> so if that, if that does anything for you, then, then great. Um, if not mm-hmm. 
go ahead and give it a chance again. Uh, they, they really, I don't know. Same, same kind of thing with the timing on the release of the album. Um, Hmm. It's kind of exactly the fire and edge that we needed from some of the artists that we count on. Uh, yep, yep. And and I mean the the title of the album is just is all telling for what to expect. It's <laughs> it's an album <laughs> discussing exactly the predatory nature of of our political system and and of humanity in general. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's just a it's just a. A very important message to hear, uh, not necessarily just once or twice or three times, but but dozens of times mm-hmm. <laughs> from different mm-hmm. perspectives, uh, just to fully validate it. Anyway, um, I, I I they kind of fit into the same same reaction as I had from Papa Roach's Papa Roach's new album. Um, <laughs> surprised, <laughs> yeah, surprised that I liked it and surprised and additionally surprised that it was really, really good. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, give Rise Against uh, album new album Wolves a chance and uh, let us know what you think. And let's see. Lastly, I don't have as much to say about these, but the new Gorillaz album, uh, they were gone for enough years that it's probably worth mentioning that they came back. And I just have to, I have to praise them for their vast departure from their old sound Mm -hmm. their willingness to bring in a lot more uh the guests that they chose whether it's benjamin clementine right Mm -hmm. and uh or you know like pop can uh yeah they they just showed that they can find damon alburn has a very good ear for talent and he has he's very good at letting people shine and um really helping show off these artists that are only really known in, in relatively small circles. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like Gorillaz Humans was worth mentioning. I don't really have a favorite track, I guess, Saturn Bars. And then uh, Sufjan Stevens' Planetarium. Uh, we had a lot of opinions about that. We have a whole episode about it. So you'll just have to find it there. But Planetarium, very interesting departure. Uh, a few really successful songs and then a few songs that just uh, – weren't as strong but yeah. it was definitely definitely worth a listen um definitely find it on youtube or a streaming service first and uh i wouldn't be surprised if you liked it and bought it but who knows uh what you got for dead what else uh, any, any i got last words? i got uh your favorite um everybody's favorite mogwai um, uh-huh. <laughs> they put out a new album this year called every country's son it, it's there's something for everybody on there i think um mm-hmm. if you if you dig for it and also come to it with an open mind. Um, I, I am always, always a fan of what Mogwai delivers, uh, but was really excited to hear that they somehow, they did what they do really well, but somehow it sounds more mature, even though Mogwai has been around forever. I don't know. It's, it just, it was really nice (laughs) to hear what they produced. Um, and, that they're taking their sound and kind of stretching it in ways that, that they haven't before, um, making it a little more listener friendly than some of their other stuff. Um, Mm -hmm, which is not necessarily mm -hmm. a bad thing for me. Um, and because I think that the bigger audience that they can reach the better, but yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, it's, if you like Mogwai, you've already listened to it a bunch of times. If you don't or haven't heard of them, um, 
you've definitely heard them on soundtracks or something like that because they end up there all the time. Yeah, they've done some scoring for you at least. Yeah, um, but Every Country's Son is is a great great place to start with Mogwai if you're looking for a way to get into them. Mm, perfect. Uh, all right, last call. Uh, didn't that band that starts with a C that you did an episode with Seamus, didn't they? Caspian? Did Caspian? They have, no. Yeah, did they anything new this year? That came okay. out last year. Um, they, hmm. In fact, they tweeted me back. Uh, nice. I, I tweeted about um, wondering when new albums were going to come out for some of my favorite artists on, a, on our Twitter, and they tweeted uh, me back and said, sorry, it's going to be a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, we like those guys. Yeah. They're, they're very friendly. Yeah. Um, I will say Alt J is relaxer. If you like Alt J an awful lot, you will like this album. If you are fifty fifty on them, mm, stream it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Excellent. Um, great. Um, cool. Yeah, it, it was a great year for music. I mean, there are so many more that we could talk about. Yep. Um, I mean, Little People, Emancipator, uh, Swarms, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. those guys came out with new stuff all worth checking out um but i think we got the cream of the crop as far as what we're into goes yep. um if you guys have any have any additions subtractions multiplications divisions um <laughs> any math please please not the album division that's a fucking terrible album ed sheeran does not <laughs> deserve to be popular um <laughs> okay hot take uh <laughs> He he did a very good job at the iTunes Festival in 2013. I'll tell you. Um, I'm I'm well, in a bad position to be talking about Ed Sheeran. I should not get all fired up, fired up about the world and and start talking about Ed Sheeran. That's that's bad. So, I don't so mean it, Ed. So let's talk about you guys instead. You you listeners, we love your tweets. We eat your tweets for breakfast, and it is sweeter than honey. And and that's um, coming from a beekeeper. And that's coming from a beekeeper. So uh, seriously, this listener, Travis, sent us the pick this week. We'll actually play you out on that song, even though it's not from 2017. Is that okay? That's absolutely fine. Okay, so we'll play you out on There Will Be Fireworks uh, is the band. The song is called Here's Where. And this is just some guy that tweeted us, and now he's on the podcast. And now he's famous. And now he's famous. (laughs) And that could be you. And all you have to do is tweet us at Echopod. And um, we loved his pick. It is excellent. I'll be looking into buying the full album. And who knows, we might do an episode about the full album because he picked up his Twitter client and tweeted us at Echopod. So I hate to hate to beg, but I love you guys. So I ain't too proud to beg if it means I get to hear your voices. Right, Riley? <laughs> Absolutely correct. Awesome. Okay. Well, hey, happy... 2017 happy new year merry christmas which is coming up real quick real quick um i think the next episode that you'll get from us if it's in this year uh i don't think it will be we'll see uh so thank you so so much for tuning in over the last year we hope that you have just been more pleased every week we know we have um any sentiment riley um i just i can't believe we're coming up on two years of the podcast uh Mm. it's just there's a huge backlog if you're new to to us um there's a big backlog of episodes to go back to and and listen to where 
Mm-hmm, we explore mm-hmm. a ton of things. Uh, this is the third time that sorority noises come up, so <laughs> um, you can listen to them on a new number of episodes. Um, but just really cool to see you guys interacting with us, and it just it really helps us kind of deliver what this podcast is about for us, and that's just mm-hmm, connecting mm-hmm. via music and sharing sharing what it does for you and why it does it for you. Um, Musical therapy, yep, absolutely. Precisely, and 2017 was a perfect year for that. So looking forward to 2018, getting started with Tiny Moving Parts' new album, um, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, we'll probably end up doing an episode on that, not going to lie. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just say that that's going to happen right now Um, pretty safe bet uh (laughs) so thanks again guys thanks for thanks for being there for another year of into the echo another year of being in the world uh as crazy as it is hopefully we're making yours better um i know you make ours better so keep at it and then we'll keep producing content for you all right playing you out with there will be fireworks here is where off of an album that i can't remember the name of the dark dark bright the dark dark bright thank you so much riley good night everybody Just through